Hi and welcome to the 5-Minute Business Boost, where you get to choose your 5-minute investment. Well, sometimes it's more than 5 minutes. I'm your host, Sam Hicks, and I'll be discussing topics under the headings of business development, marketing, photography and more. Today I'm discussing the impact on small businesses of a disaster, either natural or unnatural. I am speaking from a small business advisory perspective on the recent decision to end native logging. Advocacy for small businesses is another way of seeing what this potty is about. It's not about reversing the outcome set by the courts, nor is it a political bashing session. This comes from a very personal perspective. But first, a backstory. <clears throat> There's always a backstory. 25 years ago, my partner and I were happily running two separate commercial ceramic businesses under the same roof in Melbourne. So think of ceramic homeware that is found in gift shops Australia-wide and the larger national retailers such as Meyer Target, David Jones, etc., all before the internet. The federal government decided to open trade relations and encourage overseas imports, and in a few short weeks, our industry was on its way to being decimated. We would be undercut by foreign suppliers by 85%. So to compete with inferior items was just so unsustainable. The national retailers' buyers took up these new cheaper options from overseas due to the pressure to provide dividends to shareholders and buying local was no longer a consideration. We sat down and we consulted with everybody regarding an exit plan over three months and then took seven months to wind up operations and ensure our 35 staff were in new jobs or happily retired. Back then, there was no small business support. There was no one to sit down and have coffee with and just talk out the pain points. There was no gathering of the impact on the local economy or the Australian economy. Thankfully, we supplied the Olympic Games in New South Wales with ceramic ware through a distributor and went out on a high but it was still painful. Over the seven months in between all of this happening, <coughs> we moved to the northeast of Victoria for a fresh start in a new direction, a tree change, if you will. We had to reinvent ourselves. It was hard. There were still mental scars 24 years later. Um, we don't acknowledge them all the way, but all the time. But it does make you tough and undaunted in the long run about challenges. But you are vulnerable financially and emotionally for a good 10 years. Since being in and working throughout the Northeast directly with small businesses, I have seen firsthand the trauma in and around natural disasters such as bushfire, storms, floods, and now a pandemic that has affected small businesses, their owners, their families, staff, and communities. The decision to end the planned transition away from native timber logging will have a significant impact on small businesses. Businesses that rely directly or indirectly on the industry will face challenges including a loss of income and face increased uncertainty in the lead-up to the January 01 date. With logging operations winding down, businesses that supply goods and services to the industry will see declining sales, if not already. Businesses that rely on these suppliers will also feel the pinch. Difficulty in long-term planning may lead to some businesses making the decision to reduce positions so employees and purchase and local purchasing or they'll just simply close their doors. The shortened time frame will make it difficult for businesses to diversify and really exasperates resilience. We've had a crap couple of years. There are two types of businesses here that will be affected in our region, those directly involved and those that are indirectly involved. In the past, we've had small business assistance for bushfires, COVID and floods. We will need it again. Support has been addressed by the government for the larger businesses, but the equipment 
government assistance is well below one third of the cost of machines. What does, say, a family of five with millions of dollars worth of debt now do with the equipment sitting in paddocks here or those contracts that are ending? The thought of that is horrific and my heart goes out to them. Back to our region's smaller businesses, there are so many questions. There are many small supply businesses across a range of sectors that will simply fall through the cracks. How do they survive and thrive? They're going to lose 25 to 85% of their income. It's a huge wedge taken out. What about the significant impact of the people who work in the industry, those estimated 30 to 40 families who will be directly affected? I've heard reports of a third generational logging family moving out of the region, impacting not only the local (coughs) economy, but the local school with several children moving on. How will these families who do decide to stay be supported through the challenges, including the loss of income prior to Christmas, the uncertainty of their future and the difficulty of finding new jobs? The importance of community support now more than ever is paramount. Many of the people who work in the logging industry are skilled tradespeople who have spent their careers, and we're talking generations here, building a life either in Gippsland or the northeast of Victoria. Fain, <coughs> excuse me, facing the difficult decision of whether to stay in the region and find new jobs, retire or move away to find work in other sectors, not to mention the barriers to seeking new employment, will not make it easy. The sudden ending of native timber logging is what some of us business advisors are calling an unnatural disaster. It's like a bomb has gone off in Gippsland in the northeast of Victoria. On speaking to other small business advisors in Gippsland, they too share my concerns regarding the state of play for small businesses of all shapes and sizes and business models who are either directly or indirectly impacted. Some recent observations are entire towns are shutting down. We've got shops that are just empty and idle. It's just so distressing. This I estimate on reports I've read from New South Wales, gathering intel from on the ground here and across the region, will impact directly, uh, sorry, impact indirectly up to 18 sectors of small businesses. I do not have access to REM plan for forecasting the impact economically on a region that has classified timber harvesting and timber work as one of its major incomes along with tourism and farming. For me, it's been doing what I do best and that is talking direct to small businesses and community members. So for me, it's just been on the phone, talking to people, putting posts up in social media forums, collecting information confidentially. While I talk about that, I do wish to acknowledge those business owners who have given up their time to talk to me, send me messages or email and give me their experiences and real-time examples of the impact this has already had and will have. They shared their fears of a nasty bush fire season and their impact on their businesses, but of major concern to the business owners that I spoke to are the families directly impacted. They are hoping for innovative solutions and self-directed strategies and assistance that will be available not only to them, but to the people and businesses directly impact as we need to navigate this industry ending. Industry sectors affected 
and will be more so from January 01 in the northeast of Victoria that I've identified are food and fibre, hospitality, retailers, primary production, agricultural, agricultural, sorry, retail, supply chain and logistics, petroleum industry, construction, manufacturing, wholesale trade, automotive and niche food production. Businesses that I spoke to are also worried about forest fire suppression. Many are reporting that this is yet another disaster waiting to happen for our region. When you take all that equipment and knowledge out of an industry, who is going to fight the fires? Who's going to set up the boundaries? Who's going to dig the dirt with these huge machines? Who's going to remove the burnt trees and the logs? As a region that has suffered in 2009, their fears are not baseless and we all have more information on that than we wish to share. The ripple effect will be evident for years. At the heart of this are the small businesses that now that won't have much time to gather themselves and work on resilience, a continuity plan, innovation or worst case an exit plan. They've all been blindsided and the time is up now. I just hope that the policymakers are connecting with those on the ground here in our region and are actively listening. Policy needs to be reflective of the requests on the ground for all our businesses here that have been either directly or indirectly impacted. There are many businesses, either micro, small, medium or large, that will be impacted. They will experience hardship akin to recovering from a disaster, a bit an unnatural one, and they'll need a range of self-directed support measures that can be accessed via phone or in person if they want. This needs to include a wide range of resources such as resilience planning, exit strategies if needed, and all ensuring that everybody is cared for, from business owners through to employees and families. From impact assessments to identify what assistance is needed, such as business planning, that also covers all the bits, legal, financial, health and wellness, and much more. These support mechanisms can be like the natural disaster responses we've seen over the years, and we must recognise the phase of impact through to business recovery, as it is indeed a disaster for our regions. There isn't a bigger need for supporting locals than there is now. If you can, support local and buy local as it's tough out there. Travel to Gippsland, travel to the northeast if you're Melbourne-based. Every cup of coffee that you buy supports somebody here locally. Thanks for listening. If you have your own story that you want to add to my huge collection of notes, please reach out. Our conversations will be confidential. Reach out via my socials or website or email me on sam at samhicks.com.au. Remember, anything is possible, especially if you're living, working and playing in the northeast of Victoria. Bye for now.